Thank you for downloading The Pursuit Podcast. For more information on The Pursuit, visit thepursuitsoco.com. I'm going to try and get through this quick because we do have some fun stuff to do at the end of service today, more of a family meeting type stuff. Some really exciting things I think it's going to, it's like we put the final pieces of the edge of the puzzle together. So super exciting. But typically in American church, we think that empowering people looks like giving them position. We think that it looks like putting them in a place of authority or giving them responsibility. But today I'm going to change our perception a little bit of what it looks like to actually empower people. All right. So 1 Corinthians 12, we're going with verse 12. Just as the human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit we all were immersed and mingled into one single body, and no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still a vital part of the body. And if the ear were to say, since I'm not an eye, I'm not really a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. Think of it this way. If the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? And if the whole body were just an ear, how could it smell different fragrances? But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many different parts and functions, but one body. (laughs) For me, empowerment is not about position or title. It's about recognizing the gift and calling in someone's life and allowing them to be the fullness of that gift in your presence. It is saying, you have something that I need. You have a piece of Jesus that I need. And, you know, so a couple weeks ago, I had that picture of, um, you know, the shapes, and there was a triangle that was trying to be put into a circle hole, and it wouldn't fit. And I think that it is vital that we all understand what shape we are. Because we need everybody's shape. If you're not the fullness of you, I actually can't be the fullness of me. And if I'm not the fullness of me, then I actually can't give to you what I'm supposed to give to you. And you can't be the fullness. So it's interesting that even in the physical body, so I've had a uh, shoulder issue, you know, just working out too hard, trying to get jacked for summer, and I messed up my shoulder. And what's interesting is the shoulder, my shoulder has been hurting me, and I've been doing things to try and work it out and seeing the chiropractor and stuff, but what happened is the longer that my shoulder was injured, it began to move down my arm. And now I have some elbow pain. And if I don't get it taken care of, then my wrist is going to start hurting. See, if you're not functioning as you, actually everyone down the chain cannot function as them. 
a healthy person who understands their calling and identity will bring life to the rest of the body. And if you think your shape isn't important or it's too weak or too small or not big enough or I'm not on the stage or I'm not leading worship or I'm not a big important political figure or I'm not a boss or a manager or a leader, then we'll continue to read the rest of this verse, 21. It would be wrong for an eye to say to the hand, I don't need you, and equally wrong if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. In fact, our weaker parts are the more vital and essential. The body parts we think are less honorable, we treat with greater respect, and the body parts that need to be covered in public, we treat with propriety and clothe them. But some of our body parts don't require as much attention. Instead, God has mingled the body parts together, giving great honor to the members, the lesser members who lacked it. He has done this intentionally so that the members would look after others with mutual concern and so there would be no division in the body. In that way, whatever happens to one member happens to all. If one suffers, everyone suffers. If one is honored, everyone rejoices. That is the culture we're creating here. I cannot see the fullness of Jesus without your peace. I cannot actually walk fully in my destiny unless I have you in my life. And not just you, but the fullness of you. You understanding what shape you are. You know, and it's really hard to allow other people to be the fullness of who they are in your presence if you don't understand the fullness of who you are. <laughs> right? That's when jealousy, envy, strife, all those things start to bubble up. When you don't understand your shape, you will automatically try and fit others into a different shape. Either that or you will look to others and say, I want to be like that. I want that gifting. I want that calling. And so we absolutely need you to find your shape and operate in it. But I think sometimes that can be hard for us because we don't even know what shape we are because we've been told we're a certain shape by people in our lives. Whether that's teacher, parent, pastor, leader, anybody else, anybody feel like that? Like you've been told you're a certain shape, but you're like, that doesn't resonate with me, and then you get, have guilt and shame for not actually wanting to operate as that shape. And then you're conflicted because if I'm my real shape, then these people will feel dishonored or I'll be rebellious. <laughs> Are you getting it? So how do we find our shape? You know, I've, I've heard a lot of people in the past talk about, you know, there's people who come to me and want to be in ministry, want to come on staff, want to do this thing, that thing, and there's a lot of people that you're like, well, if I only did this thing, then my calling would be complete, my destiny would be complete, who I am would really come out, right? And so sometimes we think that being all of who we were created to be has something to do with vocation or position or placement, but it has nothing to do with what you do, <laughs> right? Who you are manifests 
in every space. I remember there's this time when Christina was managing Starbucks, and we had this conversation. She's like, I just, I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm like, babe, you are being you in Starbucks. You are an empowerer. You are someone who calls out the best in people. You raise up people to a higher standard. That is who you are, and that is what you're doing at Starbucks. It, who you are can manifest in any position. It does not change. And so the question that I have for you when you're trying to find your shape is what lights you up? What brings you joy? What makes you excited? What are you really good at? I promise you, you're really good at something that, somebody else, that no one else is really good at. What are the things in your life that come really, really natural to you? Like it just, you just operate in them. Or the things that you've experienced since you were little. We all have those things that since we were really little, we just, they flow out of us. I remember being eight or nine years old and my dad tells me, you know what, son, you are a really good coach. I'm like, um, I'm, I'm nine. I'm not coaching anybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, but that's just who I was. I didn't become a coach because I started coaching people at the gym. I've always been that. That's always been a part of me. I've always wanted to give people tools to be their best at a certain thing and then cheer them on along the way. That's just been in there. And then... What are the things that people you trust, leaders you trust, friends you trust, what are the things that they've called out in you? What are the things that they say you are to them? Because there's a lot of things that we just operate in that I think we don't even recognize that this is my shape. And we are things to people that we don't even recognize is valuable or beneficial because that's just me. That's the point. It's just you. I have like so much more on this sermon that I could uh, deliver, but we have a lot of stuff to do. So I'm just going to kind of start to wrap up a little bit. But this core value for me is very, very important, guys. I want this community, not just from the leaders or the staff, I want all of us to be a community that says, I see you and you can be all of you to me. Everything that you are, everything that you have, you can be that in my presence. And no longer be a people of, well, we, we put boxes and we put you know, titles on people. You can only be this, you can only be that to me. I really feel a grace on this house for when, as people walk in the door to not only call out in them who they are, but then allow them to be that. Anybody want to be able to just be who you are? <laughs> right? So we go down this journey of really discovering our giftings and callings and then just allowing people to be who they are in our presence. And one thing that I've realized as 
my job as a leader here is simply to recognize your gifting and calling and let you be that and, and offer place for you to be that. That is my job, is to recognize who you are and then go, yeah, let's do that. You should do that. And so with that, we are going to talk about some stuff. Come on up, honey. So with that in mind, over the last year, Christina and I have really been making it a priority to develop, recognize the gifting and callings, and put into place the leaders for this house. What's interesting is it feels like we've been doing this forever, but it's not, we're not even a year old. And we knew that if we were going to go somewhere, we had to build a foundation of a leadership team that is operating as their shape. Not put people in position because we need that position filled, but recognize the gifting and callings in people and then placing them in that position. So with that, Christina and I, we're the leaders here, senior leader, senior associate leader. So I'm kind of in charge of vision and moving this thing down the road, and she gets all the fun stuff to manage all the things. <laughs> but recognizing, okay, what's my strength and what's her strength? And we really are co-leading this thing. We are walking in step. She has so many giftings and actually enjoys things that I absolutely do not, <laughs> which is thank you. I'm so thankful. <laughs> it's so great. But I'm going to have Daniel come up. Isn't Daniel amazing? Yeah. So about a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less, I can't remember, we started talking about what this guy's giftings and callings are, you know, and he's been the youth pastor here for eight years, nine years, it's a good long time, that's a long time to be a youth pastor, anybody know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I only gave it three, and then I'm like, that's good. <laughs> I love my kids. That's just <laughs> No, I love everybody's kids. Got that come. Anyways, but so one of the things that Daniel really carries, I, I saw this, uh, I saw a vision, not like an open vision, just like I, I had this picture in my head of these three foundations, and they had pillars all the way around them, and the first two foundations were done. They were smooth. They were perfect. They looked great. And the last foundation was, it looked like it had been jackhammered up, like it was getting cleared out and ready for a new foundation to be laid. And I really felt the Lord say, those first two foundations is body health and soul health. He said, you guys have done a really good job of laying those foundations, but the spirit health is lacking. And what I realized is actually there's a lot of trauma around that for me. There's a lot of trauma in church. <laughs> It's a pain experience, but we have an opportunity to relay that foundation on the basis of being healthy in our soul and being healthy in our body. And so what Daniel is actually stepping into is he is going to be heading up all things spirit health because he has such a unique perspective on relationship with God, on laying that foundation of what it looks like. So I want him to share just real quick what that looks like for him. Yeah, ready to go. Absolutely. Um, exactly what you mentioned. You know, if, if you imagine your spirit having a body, is that body really healthy right now? And is that body getting spiritual nutrition? Mm. Is it getting spiritual nutrition where it feels full of life, full of strength? 
And does it have an opportunity to use that strength? Just like a body that needs exercise, is it using that strength to actually go and get stronger because it's using the strength inside? So I think there's those, those two facets. And one of, my, um, one of my fears is that in the church, um, it, it's a lot easier to see your body than your spiritual body. And so if I go out and I eat Taco Bell for an entire day, the next day, if I wake up in the mirror, I see it. I notice <laughs> it. Um, I'm not speaking through experience. Okay, maybe a little bit. But, like, I see it. And in the spiritual body, a lot of times we don't have that awareness as we do in the body. And so that spiritual awareness of are we eating something that's actually nutritious? And my fear is that many people have been just way overeating religion. And it feels like, oh, this is the spiritual food, but it's actually eating religion, yeah, and they so wake good. up feeling horrible. Yep. Wow. And they're waking up thinking, I don't want that spiritual food. Yep. I'm so tired good. of that. Yep. And so they throw that away and kind of focus on the other things where there just needs to be healing in that of, like, what's authentic spiritual food that brings life to you? What is authentic spiritual food that brings real strength that is – not just like this, oh, religion, this is, you know, like you, you feel that weight of, oh, I just ate too much. That is so much of our spirit sometimes of like, we don't want that. And so how can we really narrow it down and, and break the religion off and have something that is so life-giving in your spirit? And so that's going to be my focus, um, really building those those avenues to eat spiritual food that is actually nutritious, that is life-given to you, that is actually something you want to eat, but then also creating and facilitating avenues for you to use that strength, use who you are to be in that place, and, you know, those life-giving things for you to be who you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. All of you have yeah. spiritual giftings as well, so being able to use that is going to be awesome. Creating those avenues, that's what I'm all about, and so I'm excited. It's going to be good. All that's right. that's all I got. I ah, want to sit okay. down now. Okay, stay up here. Don't go anywhere. So that does kind of uh, beg the question: Who's the youth pastor then? If Daniel's not doing it, so I'm excited to eat some good food, Daniel. That was really good. I'm super excited You're not about that. You're supposed to go down there. You're supposed to stay up here. Um. Yeah. So. Sheesh. Yeah, so first eight, nine, nine years he's been running the youth, depart youth department, which has been awesome. I have two teenagers in that, in that group, and they love it. It's great. Um, but there's someone else that I'm a, I, I call myself a fangirl for a Such long time. A uh, probably way longer than I actually knew her. I've been a fan, like Instagram fanny. I just, she, she seems like she's famous, and she probably is. Yeah. Um, but I want to bring Rachel up because Rachel Monty is stepping into this role. And not only does Rachel have, like, she has a lot to offer. I don't know. Have you ever had a conversation with her? Do you feel, like, loved? Like, she's got these gifts that are just, like, kind of crazy and amazing and wonderful. And I'm so excited to have her in this role because the way she looks at people, she just, she radiates love. Yep. And I think it's so, so cool. She yep. brings a whole new, oh, man, we're just... Your, your influence on my life, even before we actually knew you, was big. And so yeah. I'm just stoked to have you, like, be part of my family. Yeah. So I'm excited. Well, hey, everyone. <laughs> uh, I'm so for excited. sure nervous about this because there's a lot of adults in here, and adults are scary to talk to. <laughs> not, not my safe place. Um, and I also, inadequacy, um, 
I feel it. Um, this is a big ask. I started coming to the pursuit not wanting to be associated with church at all. Um, I love Jesus. I love God. And people have made it really hard to be in church. Yep. Um, so here I am uh, <laughs> signing up to be a part of the leadership team now a couple of months later. Um, I'm so excited about what's happening here. I'm so excited about everything that we're chasing after. And um, when I was young, I was always kind of told that the, the opinions I had and the experiences I had weren't really that important, not by my parents, my parents are awesome, but people in church was like, oh, just wait till you're older, like, you'll figure it out, and God's calling, and, like, what you're excited about, and confidence, and, like, when you're older, it'll be better, and I think that's kind of some crap, if I'm being yep. honest, um, yep. and I'm really excited about making a safe place for hmm. everybody, yeah. um, anyone that's young in high school and junior high, um, I'm excited to create a space that they want to come and feel excited to be a part of, to figure out who they are, to figure out what they think about God, to ask those questions, talk yep. about their doubts. Um, maybe they don't believe in God. I want them to still come. I want them to feel safe. Yeah. Um, and they're important, and they're the next generation of changing the world, and I want them to be able to live in the fullness and the confidence of exactly who they are and bring that out of them, just like Elijah's talking about. And if I had all of the tools that I'm learning now then... Mm. I would be, like, way cooler than I am. <laughs> so, all right, you're pretty cool. I want, I want all of these young people, I, like, my, my dream and my goal is to have an open conversation. I went to youth group for the first time this Wednesday, and I just asked them for their ideas and what they're excited about. And if they're having a hard month to be able to text and say, I just really need to goof off. There's a lot going on for me. I want to be silly or... Um, I need prayer for this, or I have this question, or this situation with my friend, and just have it be a really relational place, because I think there's a lot of programming, which is awesome, and there's a time and a place for that, but I want to know these, you guys, mm -hmm. all of you young people that are way cooler than me in here, <laughs> um, and help you just feel confident in being who you are, because I am still learning how to do that, and I want you to learn how to do that sooner than I did, because your life is crucially important, and yep. you guys are going to change the world. <laughs> like, yeah. and that is not just a, a a random person's opinion. That's just facts. Is you guys are the next generation of doctors and lawyers and nurses and pastors. Maybe if you want to be a pastor, even though that word scares me. Yep. Um, I am just really excited. We're gonna have so much fun and. I am honored and humbled to be here, and I just am going to try to be my shape and yes. love well and make space for anyone who walks in those doors to be exactly who they are and get to know God and make, awesome. it, make it their own. So I think that's really important. Yep. Good. So excited. Don't leave. Stay up here. You can stand off to the side. Okay. We got a couple more. Can I have uh, Lisa come down here? And Sam, I'm going to have Sam come on up. All right, we'll start with Sam. How about that? So, how many have appreciated, we scoot down this bench, so look how tall, Sam's prophetic voice into this house? <laughs> I know I have. He's been speaking into our life, into my life for the better part of a decade. And I think it's time to recognize his shape and put that shape into the position that it 
deserves. And so this even, it, it has, and we've talked about this a lot, it has some <laughs> trauma attached to it, but I'm not, I'm learning that we don't have to, just because we were conditioned to do things a certain way, we get to decide how we're going to do it, right? We get to define what it looks like for this house and for us. And so Sam is going to be our house prophet, and what that looks like is going to be up to him. And it's, he is going to be speaking prophetically into this house on a regular basis. How many know we need his voice? Yeah. So I'll let him share a little bit what he's planning and what he's got going on, but this is really um, cool and I think a long time coming, actually. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, um, that, that's so much of what being in this, this position is, actually, is uh, wrestling a bit with that name, with that title, what that looks like. Uh, we're all kind of joking about it. You're upset by the word pastor. Come on, that one's easy. Uh, this is a weird word. So I... There's a lot of things that stir up in me when I hear that word prophet and prophetic, and I bet for you there is too, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of you talked to me about this over the last six, seven years, I've been on a bit of a process and journey of trying to wrestle with what that looks like and where I fit in with that, where I feel that fits into the church. And we're in this unique and amazing opportunity right now as this community where we're not trying to turn into something else, but we are building who we are. Yeah. We are getting to create and build the culture that God is calling out of us. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I just is in my heart to do is to say, okay, well, I don't care what it looks like out there or someone else's shape of this. This is what the prophetic will look like here. And for some of the time, that's going to be asking a lot of questions and not always having answers. Mm. In fact, one of the things I'm going to do is get to open up some teaching times and class times where mostly we're going to sit around and ask questions and I'm not going to give you answers. (laughs) You know, that's more fun. Um, but I just want to say this, wherever you've been at with your experience of the prophetic ministry or, or any edge of that, I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are or what you are or where you've been. I'm in your corner. And to your children who are not in this room, to your friends who are not here, your loved ones that are not here, I'm with them too. First and foremost, that's my job. I am with you. I'm in your corner. I'm on your side. I don't care what it's about. Just default to knowing I'm in it with you. Mm. That is what the prophetic gift is about. It is about speaking for the voiceless, seeing for the blind, hearing for the deaf. If you can't so stand good. up, I'm going to work on picking you up. Yeah. That is why I do this. So good. And I want to be honest with you. I'm on the journey, too. And that's kind of the fun part, actually, is... Yeah. For all of us, we're not leading by standing up. I, I think I can safely say that for everyone up here as part of this team. The last thing we want to do is say, I have the answer. I'm in charge. Listen to me. <laughs> yep. We lead because we are pilgrims on the same road together. Yeah. We lead because yes. we're walking alongside one another. Yep. I'm just leaning into where the heart of God is for this. Mm-hmm. And no matter what the prophetic has looked like, looked like to you, what you've seen it look like, modeled, I'm only going to have one station in the whole thing. I'm going to tell you about the always good, everlasting love of Jesus that is always pointed towards you, that is always moving towards you. You will come to understand that my entire view of God is framed by the prodigal son story Mm -hmm. of the father running down the road to his son. This is what my voice has to look like here. Yeah. For you in this community who's really, you know, 
This is all churchy talk. You guys are comfortable to this. But I want to see how we reach out of our house today. Yeah, absolutely. And that is not going to just be me. That is another part of this, is replicating this, of getting you guys to be activated in this, to reach out, to just speak truth into people's lives, speak God's love into people's lives, and not go out there preaching a message at them, but showing them who God is and what his goodness looks like all over your bodies, all over your face and your existence. You're just, you are good because God is good. Yep. And we're going to share that. And there's also going to be some times to have some real one-on-one -on -one intentional prophetic coaching. This is a project I'm going to be opening up, and we'll talk about it more soon. But um, I'm going to be making space for that to, to really walk alongside you guys individually if you are interested in mm. not just getting the answer, but hearing God, learning how to hear God, how you hear him and see him, because that's a unique gift in each of us yeah. and looks different for each of us. So I'm excited to go on this very creative journey with all of you. Yeah, so good. I'm excited. I love this so much. A, a couple, like a year or two, two years ago, I started praying for powerful people to be surrounded by, yeah. to be, to be, to surround us. Because I, I think a lot of times, like, leadership in churches are, like, a, kind of afraid to be surrounded by someone bigger than them or stronger than them. And I, speaking, I'm going to speak for him and myself, like, we want you to be stronger than us so that you can encourage us. And iron sharpens our iron. And we are not as afraid of anyone's strengths. We want you to come and be strong in our presence. Yeah, and so powerful. that's, like, super, super important to us. Um, I don't, it was a year and a half ago. I was driving down the road, and I just heard, Pastor Lisa. And I was like, huh. <laughs> so this girl right here. One of my most favorite people. I've known her my entire life, like literally since I was tiny, grew up with the kids. And um, I, she walks like Jesus. She yep. talks like Jesus. Yep. She acts like Jesus. Yep. She is Jesus on earth. And um, I'm so excited. to Come on up here. I'm so excited to have her on our team because she is somebody that loves everybody yep. just like mm -hmm. Jesus. And I'm so, so excited for what she's going to bring or what she's already brought to the team. But um, yeah, it's when I, the, I remember we went to that Mexican restaurant across the street and she's like, but I'm just me. And I'm like, like well, yeah, you're point. just you and you're incredible. <laughs> so I'm, come on, share what's, what you're going to be doing. So her official title is care pastor. Lisa is going to be in charge of taking care of you all. <laughs> you know, if you know Lisa at all, her shape is she loves people. She wants everybody to feel the love of Jesus. And, you know, she, I know she has a hard time with even being recognized for this, but it's who you are and who you are is beautiful, and we need you. We need what you have. We need who you are. And already, what I've noticed is just by putting people in places where they get to be the fullness of their shape, there's a momentum and energy that happens. Like, all of a sudden, I feel more cared for because she's here. So tell us what you're doing. Well, um, uh, he's right. I did not exactly want that title um, <laughs> because it's like just me. And growing up, I didn't. Uh, you go, girl. Mm. Growing up, I didn't feel valued. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel noticed. I didn't feel wanted by my parents. And um, the grace of God has opened my eyes because that was not good for me then. But that experience, I'm using it for his glory. Yeah, because girl. each and every one of us matter. Yeah. 
And we're valued. And Jesus died for each and every one of us. And so I make it a point to say hello to people or to recognize people or send notes or cards or, you know, there may be somebody coming in this door that this could be their last day. Maybe they're contemplating suicide yep. or there's no hope in their life or their parent just died or, or nobody can pay the bills. We don't know. Yeah. And we need to take advantage. God has put us on this earth for such a time as this. Yep. And I want everybody that's ever around me to feel God's love <laughs> just seeping because it's not hard. You can say hello to a stranger or smile at someone, but that smile or that hello might make their day. And I, I wasn't going to talk long. Sorry. You go, girl. Um, a few, not a few years ago, quite, quite a few years ago, um, the kids were going to Rankin Valley Christian and there's a library that's right there, and I was returning some library books, and there was a young man with a skateboard sitting outside the library, and it was closed. And um, I put my books in, ran back in the car, and then started to drive off, and the Lord said, you turn that car around, and you tell him Jesus loves him. And I was like, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I, I went, all right, fine. I didn't make it out of the parking lot. And I drove my big old car, and I pulled it up there, and I said, I just have something to tell you. Jesus loves you like that. And he looked at me and he just said, thanks. And then a few years later, I was in grocery outlet and um, this young man came to me, he goes, do you remember me? And I said, uh, no. <laughs> and he goes, you turned your car around and you told me Jesus loved me. And he goes, and I never forgot that. And so it only takes a smile wow. and, um, we need to learn how to love each other here because we're family. <laughs> we need to learn to say hello to each other yep. and embrace. Maybe, maybe not, just <laughs> fist bump, whatever. <laughs> In here first because God is about ready to move. Yes. And there may be people walking in the door. There may be people outside in the grocery store, but we need to take advantage of the time that God's given us on this earth because that one hello can change somebody's life. And Rachel said about world changers, there are world changers. What if somebody said hello to Billy Graham or Todd White? Somebody had dared to say hello to Todd White and talk to him about the Lord. We need to be ready. Mm. Anyway. You're so good. Yes. <laughs> she is the hands and feet of Jesus, yeah? All right. So can I have, I'm going to have you guys come over here. Come on. Don't be shy. Get up here. Come on. Um, can I have the board come up, please? So I wanted to also just um, recognize that this is our board. These are our amazing fathers and mothers that support us, and I'm going to have you guys pray for them, okay? Come on up. We want them to see your faces. You guys scoot forward. Come on. Come with me. Everyone's so afraid of this up here. So it's kind of... All right. Come on. So, um, yes, this is our board, and I'm just going to come over here. Let's just take a second, and I want to pray over all these people. Anybody want to start? Bob does. <laughs> yeah, God, I want to start with you. Lord, we thank you so much, God, for this is our family, God. And as part of our family, they're part of your family. And, 
And God, I pray that you would just give each and every one of them your heart yes, and your mind and your thoughts, God, that as we reach out and we touch this world, God, they'll know, they'll know who you are because of our love for one another, God. So I pray supernatural wisdom, supernatural courage, and supernatural blessing on yes. them, God. In Jesus' name. Mm. Yes. Heavenly Father, we do come before you and stand together as a team, Lord. And I just ask God that you would just uh, saturate everybody here, Lord, so that can be shared to the, the world, Lord. God, I thank you for each one. I thank you, God, for all the accomplishments and all that will come, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And Lord, we give this all in Jesus' name. We say yes and amen to what you're doing today. Today's a new day. And there's that song, it's a new dawn, there's a new life. It's true. Today's a new day. And I, I just want to declare that things of the past that were shackles and barriers yeah. and and boxes will be broken down today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Everything that has been traumatic, we just we acknowledge it, and we just say it's powerless today in Jesus' name. It's a new day, and there will be new strategies, new uh, ideas, uh, new things built for the glory of the Lord. And I declare that over each and every one of you. We thank you. We need you. We bless you. We acknowledge and say yes to who you are. Say yes to all of who God made you to be. And let it rip. Yes. We're excited. We're in this adventure together. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Father, we're so grateful for the hope that we feel in this room today. We're grateful, Lord, for the manifestation of the love of Jesus that we've encountered this morning. And we're thankful for the vessels that you've raised up for this time to take Jesus into the hearts of people who come through this door. We're not talking just about these who stand in front of us on this platform but every person in this room, God, you're raising up a body to bring hope and life, acceptance, forgiveness, joy, healing to this community. And we are so grateful that you've chosen each and every one of us in this room for this purpose, for this time. And we pray, Ephesians chapter 4, over this, this team, that they would truly be equippers of the saints for the work of the ministry. And all of us together will partner to see your glory on the earth. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. I just thank you for the humility and sincerity in each one of these people, Lord. And God, I thank you for the just the love and the camaraderie, Lord, that we're feeling. And hopefully it's just going out into 
the rest of our body here. And Lord, I see the doors open in and out here, Lord. And God, I, I thank you already for what you're doing. God, I thank you for this new foundation, Lord. And I thank you, too, for the way we're going to grow in all kinds of ways, Lord, and, and how we're going to be able to receive from each other because of the love that's being cultivated here. And I just bless you, Lord, in each one of these new positions in yep. Jesus' name. Yeah, and as the leaders of the pursuit, we say, be your shape. <laughs> we need your shape. So bless them, Jesus' name. Give it up for these guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you. You can, you can leave the stage now if you want. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, we won't... Uh, keep you guys much longer. Did you want to say anything else? I don't know. <laughs> you do want to. What do you want to say? She gave me the look. Uh, I don't know until I like start talking, but I just wanted like the four of you guys, now you're all separate. It's hard to see you all. Just to be you. All of you. Completely full of you. Whatever you don't think you're enough, you think you're too much, you think you're maybe too much of something, a little bit too little of something else, don't worry about it. Like, we know you guys. We know you enough, and we love you, and we're super excited. But that goes for everybody else in this room, too, yes. whether you know us well yes. or not. Yes. We want you to be fully you when you come here. And I hate that Olive Garden tagged this line when you're here, your family, because that's how I feel. <laughs> well, if we had breadsticks like they do, I mean, this place would be packed out. No, but no. just be you. Like, we want... <laughs> Sorry. Are... There's going to be a long line at Olive Garden today. Oh, man. No, but be you, okay? Like, we really, really want to empower you to be the full expression of who you are. If you're the hand, if you're the foot, if you're the face, the eye, whatever that is, what Elijah was saying today, we want you to be fully you. And those prayers that we were empowering, the four of them, we empower you to be you, too. Yeah, so stand with me. Well, uh, next week is Easter, so if you know people, you know powerful people that want to be fully empowered and be able to be the fullness of them, they need to be here. So invite them. All right, we are looking for powerful people who want to change our county. Yeah, we want to change our county for Jesus. So I just say blessings, blessings, blessings. We say you be your shape. You have permission in this house to be your shape and all of your shape. And if you don't know your shape, we want to walk with you in discovering your shape. So, Jesus, just bless, bless, bless. I always pray that there would be a unique freedom from this day forward to walk as each one of them are. That all of a sudden they would feel the release of any restrictions or restraints or anything that people had put on them, that all of a sudden it would be gone that we would feel the freedom to walk in the fullness of who we are. Thank you for listening to The Pursuit Podcast. For more information about The Pursuit, visit us at thepursuitsoco.com.